Another week, which means another kings in a heart. I am Tyreek Omari Walton, LMFT, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am joined, as always, as my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, family. It's good to see you as well. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah, definitely how's, good. How's, 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 how's everything? How you living? Man, I'm busy, bro. These people out here need help. Help! Man. Yeah, I think help is an understatement. <laughs> client, look at client is the whole log is backlog, man. It's crazy it right now. It is. We're both we're, we both got waiting lists. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, everybody I know has a waiting list right now. Yeah, and I got friends yeah, reaching out like, "Yo, can you help?" I'm like, everybody I know is like backed up. At least and, all the, at least all the good therapists are backed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Shot, you know, shot, shot. Also, I know, right? But you know what's also pretty funny too what's is that? the folks who are currently in therapy. They not leaving anytime soon, so they nah. holding on to their spot. Oh, At least dude. mine are. Yo, people are sticking around. I've had a couple Yo. people kind of rotate out, but for the most part, yeah. people are sticking yeah. around. You know, because usually I think crazy. about this time last year, I probably had brought on about probably about nine or ten new clients about this time last year, and like right before the um, just as the pandemic was breaking out. But this sure. so far this year, I think I might only had like five five new ones so far. So. Because people are not even trying to give it the spot. They nah, know man. that joker. They need that help. They need it help. They need it bad. They need oh, it real oh. bad. Man, so, that's crazy, man. Yeah, man. So, as we told everybody last time, we were going to do a series around healthy relationships. What a healthy relationship looked like. And so, during the last episode, we kind of broke down all the different categories we're going to go through over the next several weeks. And today is the first day we're going to go through one category very intently to break it down as far as possible so that you have no questions left. No questions left by the time we get done with these categories, all right? And so, Dr. Hart, you know, what do you think about us tackling the monumental task of talking about honesty and responsibility as it relates to having a healthy relationship? Well, you know, we're we're both licensed marriage and family therapists, and it's one of the biggest uh one of the biggest concepts that we focus on a lot when training um you know research shows it uh clinical practice shows it um i think people's personal experience show that when you have honesty uh things go much better right right Uh, when you have things like responsibility when you feel like your partner is responsible when they're showing up uh, (laughs) when they are uh doing things that have been mutually agreed upon um those things really speak to a very healthy relationship. So I think it only makes sense that we start with that. Right. Right. Okay. So where do we go? What do we start off with? What's the first thing when you think about honesty and responsibility in a relationship, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Well, I think what always starts, uh, what pops in my mind, uh, you know, first with like honesty is always going to be like, well, 
what is honesty. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've come to learn that um, society plays a lot of games with semantics. So I always think about working with couples, getting their own personal definition of what honesty is okay. and trying to allow them to speak it openly to their partner. Because remember, how many mind readers are out there? Too many. Who, who, right. And so I think it's easy as a I think it's such a big concept, to be honest with you, Brother Reek. Mm-hmm. And I think what's always critical to do in terms of step one, if you're in a relationship or if you're in you know, marriage uh, or, or couples therapy, I think it's important to like define it, define it for yourself. Right. Find it for your partner, right. because I can guarantee you there's a good chance there may be uh, an aspect of two of your definition that your partner doesn't know about. And that usually creates disconnect. Right. Uh, Got to be on you know, the same page. It, yeah. And 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 then at the same time, responsibility. I mean, it's it's a big deal. Right. Like security in a relationship really comes from feeling that your partner is showing up mm-hmm. the way that you need them to mm-hmm. uh, operative word need them to. So responsibilities in my mind, go immediately to what Brother Rico always brings up, his expectations. So what are your expectations <laughs> right. about um, the way your partner should show up in the relationship, in the marriage, right? right. Um, have these responsibilities ever be, been explicitly outlined for them? Have they been right. negotiated? Right. Um, have they been agreed upon? Because remember, you can you can talk about it, you can outline it, but if it's not mutually agreed upon, and stuff ain't really going to happen right right so i mean th- those are like my quick impressions about how critical honesty and responsibility mm-hmm. are i mean what do you what do you think about that brother reek when it comes to honesty the first thing i think about is how honest are you with yourself about what's going on you know and mm-hmm. and what you're doing because one thing i see in therapy all the time is that people when they're when they're faced with different situations where they're kind of getting called out and they get defensive it's almost like they don't want the truth to be known they don't sure. even want to. They don't even want to face the truth, and so yeah. to 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 avoid the conversation by any means necessary is so critical to their their own mental survival almost because they're maintaining right. certain um, lies. I don't even want to say lies. They're just not facing. Don't want to face what's really happening within their relationships. And what's underneath that? Tell tell the people what's underneath <laughs> that. What the anxiety or what, which what, what thing? Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's the anxiety, right? Yeah. yeah. And and underlying that anxiety is the fear. It always yep. comes yeah, down to fear, right? right? Sure it's, I, I'm fearful. I don't want to be judged if I'm if I'm too honest. I'm fearful to even hear the truth about myself mm-hmm. because it hurts my ego, right? Right. Or and, that I actually and, have to do and, something and, about it once I face it. Correct. Then now that now right. that you pointed out, now I feel like I have to do something about it. Or you're expecting me going back to responsibilities. The you're responsibility to actually do something about it now that it's been brought out. I don't want to face it. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to make the effort, you know? And so that, that right there keeps people from actually being honest with themselves or with their partner about what's happening because they're going to be held responsible for it. That's why the two of these go hand in hand, because when you're honest about things, you have to face the responsibility. That's real. And so when I think about responsibility though, the first, you know me, the first thing place my mind goes roles. Yeah. What are your roles? Yeah. What are what are the roles that you've defined for yourself and your mate within your relationship? You know, what wait, are you going wait, to be responsible? Op- op- operative, operatively, right? You, right? Because remember, we talked about this like uh, a while ago, folks. Stop shaping your roles and responsibilities for you and your partner based on your parents and oh, grandparents' man, relationships. Please stop yeah. that. Right. Or what society's expectations are. Correct. You know, you have, to, you have to define it for yourself. What are the things that you're comfortable doing? What are the things that I'm comfortable doing? 
What are the things that neither one of us are comfortable doing? And we just have to right. decide, okay, look, it, somebody has to do it, so this is going to be yours. But make sure it's, it's divided equitably. Right. And a lot of people and, just... And, and mutually agreed upon. Oh, like I was and saying again, before. and that is the key <laughs> point. You have to agree on this. You have to say, all right, again, this is what you're doing, this is what I'm doing. Do we agree? You have to have a contract. Right. You know, you got you got right. marriage contracts all over. Real talk. <laughs> all Real over talk, babe. Your relationship. You know, and so you have these contracts, and you have to make sure you maintain your side of it. If you're saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do, then you have to do it. If I'm saying that, okay, well, my job is to clean the bathroom. Well, guess what? The bathroom's dirty. Here, here your, your, your mate is calling you out about not cleaning the bathroom. You're getting upset and getting defensive. Like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Well, you're not being honest with yourself, buddy, because you haven't done it. So yeah. <laughs> get up and do right. it. This is your responsibility. No, so that's the first place my mind goes to. What are your roles and making sure that you're actually fulfilling the things that you said that you're going to do? There you go. Yeah, and you know what's also interesting when you were talking, I'm also, you know how I feel about everything. I, I, I see so many of uh, couples' dynamics as bi-directional. And so you have to be honest about these roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, you can't say like, well, my I really have these expectations around my partner's roles or my roles, but you don't say anything about it. And then mm. like not saying anything about it doesn't put it out there in the universe for you guys to like negotiate around it and work it out. Right. But yet you keep getting upset right. because it's not happening. Right. And that goes back to the mind reading. It's like people and, 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 and the other thing, too, you should just know. No, no one's just going to. Right. <laughs> Right. And, and and I think the other thing, too, and, and, and we'll talk about this over time, folks, is because life is so dynamic, roles can and will evolve over time. Just right. because your role is this today doesn't mean that that'll be your role 10 years from now. You don't even know what you and your partner will be going through. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like I see it all the time. Right? So I'll give you a really good example. I had like one couple where uh, the, the 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 fiance the female partner she was like in school and the and and the fiance the male partner he was like at you know he he had a job already he already established his career and but he was working from home so he okay. was able to like kind of dabble a lot with the cleaning and the cooking and stuff like that and 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 they were fine um you know at least from what they were reporting to me um but then they reported that like over time kind of once his job started to have him travel mm-hmm. now he's traveling you know that cleaning wasn't happening as often. Right. And and so my question was, was there even an explicit conversation because things have evolved, things right. have changed? Right. Did we go back to the table and say, hey, hey, babe, um, I'm going to start traveling now because cleaning has been such a big part of my role. Um, let's figure out how we can support each other and still get that goal down. Right. But the fact that they hadn't, there was still like that static expectation that he was going to be doing it in lieu of the new travel schedule. And communication broke down and so you know how to work with them and kind of call them out on that you know i'm sure you've you've experienced that or seen that well i've seen i've seen it more so happen with kids all right you have children now and you know you see a lot from the male side where it's like okay we were doing this before this is what our roles were these are what our duties were around the house now that we have kids well the man hasn't evolved he's like well i'm still just doing what i'm doing and still expecting the wife to continue doing what she was doing it's like well now you have children in play you know, all the attention can't go to just what you were doing before. The children Correct. take a lot more attention. So now you have to step up. You know, and a Correct. lot of a lot of guys have a hard time doing. They have a hard time adjusting. It's like, well, why do I have to do more? 
because there's more happening now. <laughs> you don't have the, the, the ease and the benefit of, 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 of what life was prior to having children. You got kids now. You have to step up more in different areas where she may have been carrying it before. Because now she's taking more time, especially when the kids are first born, she's taking much more time right. with the children than you are. You know, so right. that's that's a split. Again, it's got to be equitable. But a lot of people aren't thinking like that. They, they're like, they think it's unfair. It's like, well, no, what's unfair is that you're not evolving with your situations. Your mind, your, yeah. your effort isn't evolving. And so you have to do that as well. And you know the other thing uh, that, com- that comes up um, with what you're saying, too, it's like, folks, it's okay to be open and honest about... Like transitions are stressful, guys. You always hear me, brother Reed, talk about this. Children, jobs, careers, job. You know, people getting promoted, uh, people relocating. I mean, transitions. Even the happy ones are very, very stressful, right? Um, Getting married, and what happens is that, like, sometimes we're going through these transitions. We're going through a lot of feelings, and and Mm -hmm. our partners are not always privy to those feelings. And so, like brother Reek was saying, with having kids, that's a great one, right? It's like. Yeah, it's it's a blessing. We're excited and stuff like that. But what are what are the fears? Like, what are we what are we concerned about? Where right. are yeah. where are where are the responsibilities? Can we can we be proactive and catch some of the gaps that are probably going to be created at when the kids come? Mm-hmm. And and it's okay to say like, hey, I'm I'm worried about you. I'm I'm worried about like now that you'll be traveling. How are we going to talk it out? Like, bring it up. But you have to be honest. Like, because people. You owe it to you and your partner's well-being to be honest about changing responsibilities and roles. You right. do. And that gets right to what you just said. Honesty. It gets back to honesty. That's Again, this is why honesty and responsibility go so well together. It gets back to being honest. What is it that you are fearful of and why aren't you sharing that? Why aren't you being transparent about that with your mate? Why aren't you being honest about what's really going on with you so that your mate is more aware and you guys can be proactive about catching things before it happens? You know, but again... There are these fears that people don't want to face or they don't want to put those things on their mate because they feel like their mate can't handle it. But it's like, yeah, then what are you going to do one. with it? Because eventually, you know what's going to happen? It's going to build up. going to fall on you. And you're going to it's going to build up and you're going to blow up. And then it's going to be a bigger yeah. issue later on. Or something's going to just fall through the cracks because you don't want to deal with it or face oh. it earlier on. You know, so take care of it when, when it comes up. When you begin to feel those that little bit of panic about, you know, what's going to happen here and there. Talk it out. That's why you have your mate there. Talk it out so that you're both aware about aware of it and can do something about it now or at least start planning for it right now. Great a lot point. of people don't want to do great, that. Great point. That's yeah. a great point. And then and then again, as as Brother Reek was kind of like outlawing, outlining, you know, the role of honesty in those difficult conversations. What I what I want to end on the um, add to the other part of the responsibility. I think one of the things that we're seeing in today's economy, today's society and couples need to be very open and honest about this is that roles need to be more flexible than ever. Come oh on, yeah. Folks. Yeah. I mean, oh, you there can't, you can't go along going gender, on now. You can't go along gender lines anymore, man. That, you those can't, are it ain't, it ain't working. Okay. Right. The economy ain't allowing it. So <laughs> if you ain't flexible, then you need to go stretch, breathe, shake it out because <laughs> flexibility is how resiliency will build up. No doubt. For, for you guys in your relationship. No Am doubt. I wrong? No, you're right on point with that. You're right on point with that. You have to recognize who you guys are and who you're with. Because if you're basing it on, okay, well, he's a man and and I'm a woman and this is what needs to be done based off our our genders, that's not the way it works anymore. You know, it it, it cracks me up when people start saying, well, you know, well, this is what he's supposed to do because he's a man. Well, maybe he's not good at that. 
Okay, maybe he's not good right. at with cars. Maybe he's not good at plumbing. Okay, just because he's a man doesn't mean that he has those skills. So you can't depend on that. You know, so you man, have to figure. Say, say, <laughs> man, say say it for the people in the back. That's oh so true. Yeah, like I don't even mind being like one hundred. You talk to my wife; she'll tell you she's all about the DIY projects. She does. She got her own toolkit, right? Her own like everything. You know what I got? One screwdriver. <laughs> Because you know what I do? I swipe the card. I don't got the time, nor do I have the patience to build nothing. Right. But my wife, she does. Right. And we're fine with it. Do we make fun of each other? Absolutely. Constantly. Do I get I believe uptight it. about it? I don't. Because you know why? That doesn't make me less of a man. It doesn't exactly. make me less of a husband. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. I think that's kind of what you're talking about, too. It's like, I don't have the skills. I'm okay identifying it. Mm-hmm. My wife clearly has the skills, and I don't feel less of a partner or a husband to her. You see the flexibility? Yeah. You see how that works? Yeah. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Nor does she disrespect me and say, well, I, 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 I feel that you're not man enough because you don't do DIY projects. No. She literally, I love what you said. She literally says, I'm married to Dr. John Hart. It ain't his forte. <laughs> Let it be. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody knows John don't know how to do anything with a screwdriver. So no, <laughs> we're not, exactly. We're not gonna. Put, we're not gonna yeah. have that kind of expectation for him. You know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But but you see how that's fair though. You see how that's equitable. Right. But Dr. John Hart Hart shows up in other, other ways. ways right. Don't get it twisted. My man's nice with that. He's nice ways. with that credit card, son. He's nice what? with that credit card. Man, my, my wrist is on fire, man. Like, can't even touch me. But no, I mean, but but a good example is also like cleaning. My wife barely cleans. She mm-hmm. leaves that up to me because why? I actually do enjoy cleaning. I do. Okay. Like, I really do. I love organizing. Like, I am type A around those things. So you see what I'm saying? Like, you, like couples, that goes to your earlier point, Brother Reek. Focus on the strengths of with you and your partner. Right. Stop expecting right. society to tell you right. what should be the roles and responsibilities. It ain't gonna work. No, no. Because you know what happens there? This gets back to the honesty part. So you lay out these roles, you have these great expectations for what's supposed to happen, and you take on certain roles that you're not completely comfortable with. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna get bitter. You're going to get bitter because you feel like you have these expectations that you can't meet or that are really, really hard for you to meet. And you're going to get bitter. And because you're not being honest about it, it's going to build up again. And that resentment is going to start building. You know, every right. time your mate brings it to, well, you didn't do this. And you're sitting there just, you know, breathing on hard like, yo, I, I can't do it. But you're, the expectation is that you're going to do it. Now they're getting mad at you over and over again and Correct. pestering you. But you're not saying anything because, okay, this is the expectation of you as a man or as a woman, but it doesn't fit you. So be honest about it. Talk about it. Yeah. You know, again, if it's an expectation of your mate, hey, look, it, you might have to change your expectation or this might have to happen differently or you might have to help out more than you thought you would. Yeah, that's, abso- that's, that's, that's absolutely correct because... Um, when you were talking, I'm also thinking about like that honesty part. But let me also add, I think there's also another route that I've seen happen. What you brought up is actually spot on. Mm-hmm. I also want to add to that and say, imagine asking your partner or demanding or expecting your partner demanding. To, in, in, yeah, to engage in a role or a, or a responsibility um, that they're not good at. So let's say it's very skills-based, right? The interesting thing that can happen is that What if because of the pressure of I have to do this, even though I'm not good at it, you keep struggling. And so Mm -hmm. what happens is you start to feel incompetent 
and then you start to like get really upset and disappointed in yourself insecure and anger right yeah and then anger mm. and frustration kicks in and and that's not good than the lashing out right. or the shutting down so you see folks like it's, it's it starts nuanced. it starts somewhere here. it starts right. somewhere that's the whole point right there it starts somewhere by the time you get on our couches you're in such a bad place because you allow all this stuff to build up over so much time so it's right. like we you know we always track back okay so where did all this stuff begin and as you kind of go through it and you realize oh it began with me not saying anything and so here it is three years later the same right. behavior the same cycles have been growing 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 the anger has been building on both of your sides, and now you're sitting on our couches, can't barely talk to each other without getting defensive because you didn't know how to open up from the jump and let it be known what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. No, that's correct. That's really spot on. I have a question for you, though, Brother Reek. What's like, that? What What's that, Brother up, John? What, what comes to mind is what do, you, what do you say to folks who are in relationships? Still, we're still on honesty and responsibility, mm -hmm. folks. But I know I want to speak out to those folks listening who, who are in this situation or been in the situation where it's like, Brother Reek, what do you do or what do I do if I am being open and honest mm -hmm. with my partner about any expectations uh, about my role or their role? And or what if they we mutually agreed about roles and responsibilities, but they're not holding their end up on the bargain? Yeah. Like what happens? Yeah. Well, that's when you end up coming to see us because sometimes yeah. you have to have that outside person to kind of break down why it's not happening. It's sure. kind of hard for you to approach that as a mate to really get behind. All right. You know, you said you're going to do this time and time again. I keep coming to you asking you when you're going to get it done and you don't do right. it. Um it's going to be hard for you to, to really navigate what's going on with them and why they're not doing it. I can't tell you how many couples I have who sit down with me and it's the same kind of complaints over and over again. Well, they're not doing this. They're not holding up their, the end of the bargain. You kind of work with that one mate individually and find out, hey, <clears throat> it may be depression. You know, that's really stopping them from doing things. It Good may point. be something much deeper than them Good just point. not being active. Um, you know, motivation. Um, maybe it's something that they really don't want to do and they don't know how to express it to their mate. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that you may not be able to get to as a as the mate, but we can. And again, that's not just to sell our services. This ain't a commercial necessarily. No. But to no. let you know that you may not be able to figure it out on your own. And you just coming at them time and time again, it's only building resentment on both of your parts. And so you yep. might need to sit down with a professional who can actually find out through conversation, through the techniques that we use as professionals to see, all right, what's really happening here? Because you're saying you're going to do it. You say you want to do it, but you're not doing it. Well, what's really going on with you? What's stopping you? Are you being triggered, you know, when you're expected right. to do these kind of things? I have couples, I have clients who are very contrarian. And so, mm -hmm. you know, yep. they as soon as you start talking to them about one thing, they're like, well, they always have a, a, another side of it. And so right. if you're approaching it in that way, too, well, again, your expectations are not going to be met because they're going to do the contrary. They're going to do the opposite of what your expectations are. And so it's a matter of really digging deeper into the, the psychosis, you know, the psychology yeah. of your mate. But you're not going to be able to figure that out. More than likely, you're not going to be able to figure that out for yourself. How to get them to be more active when they said they, you know, they're going to fulfill a particular role. You're probably not going to be able to do that on your own. That's a good point. And, and, and what also comes to mind is like we always have to be careful, folks, because nasty 
patterns of interactions can develop from these things mm-hmm. right so right. nagging right like you never do it you, you can eat it right like right. that can happen um you also have the person um on the receiving end to brother reek's point that's like okay well i'm just gonna debate you and battle you on like right. how and why i'm not gonna do it and, right right and so it's and it still doesn't get done so yeah you know going to go see uh a therapist uh especially a marriage and, and family therapist um to work these to work these dynamics out is, is very critical because remember guys it's it's the earlier on you can have someone intervene the quicker you can break this cycle right because you don't want this this is how those kinds of conversations can feel like we're going through this every day right because why responsibilities have to happen every day every single day every day you have to get there's something that has to be done and if it's not getting done yeah you're probably running into the same issue over and over again right yeah right and and it's hard Mm -hmm. i got a question for you yeah when it comes to honesty within a relationship and and it's really taking responsibility as well how important is it for you to be able to admit when you're actually wrong how important is that because people struggle even in the face of evidence they struggle (laughs) with being able to admit when they're wrong how important is it to the health of your relationship to be able to admit, hey, look, you're right. I, I I didn't do that. Or, you know, whatever. To actually admit your fault or you're wrong in a particular situation. Well, it's very important because what comes to mind when you admit that you're wrong, um, it, it I, I know it sucks, right? Our, our egos take a hit. But, folks, you went out more because if you refuse to like admit that you're wrong you're compromising emotional safety and security mm-hmm. right. there's no way your partner is going to feel emotionally safe like they can't trust you right like you can't even admit that you're wrong so that ends up spilling over into like other aspects of the relationship right mm-hmm. it's not secure mm-hmm. right truth breeds security so when right. we're not honest then we're undermining the security this is a security breach right right there's a security <laughs> right. breach in the relationship right. yep right and, and when there's a security breach, what are we afraid of? We're afraid that, like, things can start coming in. But that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what we really need to slow down and say to ourselves, okay, I could lie here. I could fib. I could omit, you know, all kinds of stuff. But for the security of my relationship, right, it's important that I, I fess up mm-hmm. and say, like, you know what? I'm wrong. And it's not, look, and here's the other misconception, too. It's not as black and white, right? Being wrong doesn't mean that, or admitting that you're wrong doesn't mean that, well, you have to hyper-focus on your partner being right. right. I think everyone's, I think most people's minds go there. Um, and it's hard, uh, just speaking uh, professionally and personally, I think it's easy for your mind to lead you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I try to block that part of my mind. I think whenever my wife and I, you know, my wife is, is right 99% of the time. And <laughs> even, 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 and so when I'm wrong, she, she laughs because I always joke and I'm like, yeah, you're right. And she laughs because it's like when I slow down and I actually listen, because I think that's the other part, Brother Reed, mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, but I think in order to like fess up, you need to not be planning your argument. You need to not be right. contrarian. You need not to get ready for the battle. You just need to slow down and really listen to what your partner is saying. Because if I had to guess, ninety percent of the time they're actually saying things that like actually make sense. Right. And you're allowing your feelings to block you and put you in defensive mode. But when you can work through that, um, the message is received, and it's even not even about the ego. It's about winning. And winning together. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say the exact same thing. There's two major points 
that come to mind for me. One is that wedding. It's always a competition. And so you don't want to admit that you're wrong because you don't want, and I've heard, I've heard clients say this, I don't want them to feel like they have anything over me. And so by admitting that you're wrong, now, you know, they can always come back. Well, you remember that time? No, you don't, you don't want to be in that position. You feel like it's always a competition, and you don't want to feel like you are in, in a lesser, weaker position in any kind of argument when it comes to your mate. Now, if you're already in that mindset, eh, your problem's a little bit deeper than just having a hard time admitting um, that you're wrong. The other point of that, too, is, again, when you dig into people's past, you find out that, you know, a lot of their inability to admit that they're wrong has to do with their own insecurity. Correct. And things they've gone That's through in the past yep. where, you know, people have always, you know, have never really valued what they had to say or didn't believe mm-hmm. them, you know. And so by you admitting that you're wrong, by you not admitting that you're, you're wrong is your way of maintaining your own personal safety. Again, not being triggered by the idea that you know people always think i'm wrong or people never believe me and i want you to always think that i'm right you know it 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 can get it can get deep man it can get deep yeah again yeah not something you may be able to uncover on your own but this comes with a lot of conversation a lot of conversation no no, that's true that's really deep you know you know uh i'll add to that another deep part to it as well is you have people who've grown up either in families or they've grown up throughout their lives in a way kind of performing and kind of always being told that like people value their opinion. Mm -hmm. And so when they are challenged, they get defensive because it goes against everything that they've heard that, That you know, that they have a great opinion and everyone trusts them. Mm -hmm. And so the minute that they get quote unquote exposed, they get pretty angry. Yeah. The narrative, that narrative, right. right? That narrative, right. Mm -hmm. That personal narrative starts to get challenged. And and that's where I was mentioning before, like the ego. See that. I mean, that's a great thing about, that's a great thing about relationships, folks. Like to brother Reek's point is the point that I made is like, most of this stuff is really, really deep. And so we're always pushing people to go to therapy, individual therapy, couples therapy, because you never know what's behind some of the, these behaviors that we engage in, the way that we think about things, the way that we feel about things. There's always a connection somewhere about our psyche, our ego, our, our growing up, our family of origin, past relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's always a story there. And so when you think about honesty and responsibility, remember like we said earlier, these are really big, huge, abstract thoughts. So our job here is to always break it down and to at least give you some food for thought to really start trying to do some individual work there as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. You know, we have to go into um, our, our segment, Holding Court, where we start to answer questions that some of you guys sent to us. And we do have one question that came from a listener. And here it goes. Dear Kings of the Heart, our family used to be very, very close, but ever since my sister got married, she doesn't really come around that much anymore. Every time we ask her what's going on, she says, well, you know, my husband has this happening or that happening, and so we're not going to be able to attend the event. What happens when you find people always making excuses for themselves and making excuses for their mate? So I guess essentially the question is, you know, you have somebody who's always making excuses for their mate. What do you do about that? How can you address that with your with your family members or even, you know, with your friends? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. I, I think I think the 
you know the person asking the question i think a lot of us go through that because when you're in a relationship you have to balance like relationship life with family life and 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 all kinds of stuff and so i think like brother reek said early early in the segment you have to really start with honesty with yourself you have to really understand like how is it you're truly feeling and then finding effective ways to really like manage the situation because what also comes out of this is also boundaries also mm-hmm. heard a lot of like boundary issues right um right also expectations right from and the family also, or for the the couple i think both okay I, I think both right so a good example would be like the, their family expecting like oh you guys always have to show up for these kinds of events right mm-hmm. And or with the partner, the expectation is like, well, if I can't make it, then you can't make it either. I'm, right. I'm just assuming. Right. right. I don't I don't yeah. want to put put words here, but I just wanted to prove a point that boundaries are always part of the conversation and boundaries allow there to be conversations about roles, mm-hmm. about responsibilities. Right. right. And so I think this this caller, uh, uh, this person asking the question, I think it's a really good question. And so you have to be honest and you have to really manage uh, the conversation with your partner because I'm pretty sure you you have a lot of feelings uh, about it. And so it goes back to what we were saying as well. Like we have to be much more vulnerable talking mm. about this. Mm-hmm. And I think you, it's always important to kind of do it in a safe way because it is your family and I'm sure you're feeling some kind of way. So that's my like quick, you know, tidbit on that. And brother Rico, I mean, what do you think? I think the, the other side of it too is as the couple, you know, if you find that you're always making excuses for your mate, there's a problem there, too. You cool. know, I mean, you still have to maintain parts of your life. Just because you're married now doesn't mean you give up everything just to pay attention to your own relationship. There are other aspects of your life that, you know, you want to maintain, especially if this is a core to who you are. And so you want to be very careful about always making excuses for your mate because, Again, you're going to feel disconnected. You're going to feel kind of, you know, trapped sometimes because you're, they don't want you to do things either without them or stay connected to other people. So they're, they're expecting even stronger boundaries than yeah. already need to be maintained. And yeah. so it's a matter of learning how to communicate with your mate. Look it, I still want to be able to do these different things. Even if Correct. you don't want to come, then Correct. that's fine. But I want to also, you know, have, feel like I'm being fulfilled in other ways outside of our own relationship. And I think a lot of people give all that up or are willing to give all that up just for the benefit of their mate. But then, you know, even when I think about that, how much of this did you see before you got married? How possessive was your mate before you got married? Was your good mate point. already trying to separate you from your friends and your family prior to the marriage? Yeah. Or yeah. were you just were you doing that willingly? And now here it is, you know, a couple years later and you're like, Oh, yeah, I forgot. I used to go to my mother's house on Sundays to have dinner. But now you're not doing that anymore. And they they want you there, but you're not doing it because your mate is kind of isolating you. And you want to be very, very careful of that. But but it's a matter of being honest. Again, this is the honesty. You want to be honest with your mate. I want to have a life, too. I want to have a life, too. You know, not just make excuses for him. And and also, like, a quick point to that is, like... um, uh, it goes to the point I was making earlier about flexibility. I, I think there there are ways to reorganize this whole situation, mm-hmm. but there'll need to be flexibility on both parts. It mm-hmm. has to be, especially the partner who is like doesn't want to go. And like they definitely need to show some good faith and show some flexibility here. Like you said, I mean, there may be right. I, I've had couples that they they like to to brother Reed's point. They actually make an agreement. They say, okay. 
for these kinds of events, we go. Right. 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 But when it comes to like these other kind of knickknack events, like, oh, you can go without me. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. show good faith. Right. And not punish your partner every time they go without you. Right. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. But also be willing to go. I think people get very comfortable and they don't want to leave, you know, their, their recliner. Sure. It's like, nah, I mean, you have to still do things as a couple. It feels good to do things as a couple. And if you're, if you're isolating yourself, again, what are the reasons behind that? You know, why are you even doing, why are you in a relationship if you don't want to spend time with your mate, especially around other people, you know? And so you really want to check that about yourself. You want to be honest with yourself as to why you are isolating yourself and trying to isolate your partner too. No, but I want to I do want to take it in this direction. Something you just brought up. And I feel like we can do a whole show on this and we probably need to do a whole show on this boundaries, because I think boundaries actually does fall under the category of honesty and responsibility. Yeah. And so when you talk about can, can you just quickly define what a boundary, what a healthy boundary is within a relationship? Well, boundaries to me um, always speaks to what are your relational thresholds uh your relational parameters in mm-hmm. terms of how you one want people to treat you two how you want certain relationships to to be managed right, right? and also three um boundaries also speak to your well-being so to brother reek's point healthy boundaries promote wellness they right. promote mental health right um a good example would be hey um my expectation and, and my professional personal relationship with Brother Reek is that we always keep it real and we be honest with each other. We give each other feedback. Right. right. And and that's a boundary. Honesty. Right. I yeah. want you to be honest with me. I want mm-hmm. you to be honest uh, and I will be honest with you. Uh, a toxic boundary would be Brother Reek if he would be doing things or saying things behind my back right. and I would be doing the same thing. And then we're showing up acting as though. Like, we're cool, right? Like, that's a pretty toxic way to kind of manage it, right? Toxic boundaries, unhealthy boundaries, they do the opposite. They undermine wellness. Mm -hmm. They they break down um, one person or both parties' mental health, Mm -hmm. right? And, and, And so when you think about boundaries, they're critical. I eat, sleep, and breathe boundaries. My wife gets annoyed because every day I talk about and preach about boundaries no seriously and 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 and, and, you know let me also say and i'll and i'll pass it to you brother reek folks i say it to my clients all the time people are actually managing boundaries every day and they don't even know it yeah yeah they don't even know it they i'm sure people don't don't even know that that was even a word oh yeah that that's what was was that's what was going on when you tell your partner hey I need for you to stop talking on the phone when I'm talking to you. That's a boundary. Yep. It is. Yep. Right? Yep. Or, you know, a boundary would also be, look it, I'm trying to go to sleep. Why are you up in my face talking to me right now? Correct. This, this is the time for us to sleep. We can talk all any other time during the day. I understand that things come to your mind as you're going to bed, but it's not a good time for me to talk. But you're still trying to force a conversation. That's a boundary. You're crossing my boundary. And yep. you know what we can have we're gonna have to have a whole nother conversation about boundaries because I know we can go on and on about this. The one thing I want to say in terms of boundaries though is that when I approach it, I, I take it all the way back to earth science and I talk about permeability. Because all yep. boundaries don't look the same. You know, no. some are gonna be a little bit more porous, they're gonna have to be a little bit more loose based on the relationship that you have with the person, and some are gonna be a lot more, you know, strict and and, and solid based yep. on the relationship with that person. Every boundary isn't going to be the same. 
but it's a matter of being able to establish healthy boundaries with people so that people know how much access they have to you. Everyone's yeah. not going to have the Correct. same amount of access. And they should not. No. Let's be real, too. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. should not, right? right? No. Um, and when I think about couples, to your point, what immediately comes to mind is like that's another way how couples get into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. It's um, because of their family of origin and previous experience, they come together, and the expectations around boundaries could be very different. Oh, Great example. Yeah. One partner ha- is pretty distant with their family of origin. The other partner, we do everything together. We we you, and it's kind of like, well, now you have to manage it because right. the distant. The partner, the partner with distant boundaries uh, or rigid boundaries with their families, you need to be flexible enough to know that you are in a relationship with someone who is relatively enmeshed, uh, have, mm-hmm. a, have a more enmeshed boundary, mm-hmm. and you need to work around that. It's, it's not enough to say, I don't like what you're doing, and we can't always do that. And and let me be fair in terms of equity the the partner who is like oh my family we do everything together you also cannot expect that being with someone who is who has distant or rigid boundaries with the family of origin as well it will not look the same yeah flexibility negotiation honesty right mutual agreements all the things that we talked about so boundaries is very critical and and here we go again bringing those things about you have to be honest mm-hmm. but remember you got to be flexible you, the partner has to say, look, I love spending time with my family. They mean the world to me. Yep. Um, I want to respect the fact that, like, your background, your family of origin is much different than mine. Right. But it makes me feel secure and it makes me feel amazing when you attend family events with me. Right. I'll meet you halfway. Right. I, I, can we agree that, like, on occasions of, I don't know, A, B, and C, can you meet me halfway and go with me and, uh-huh. and show up for me? And I won't expect that like every single time there's a family event that you'll go. And at the same time, the partner uh, um, on the opposite end should also be honest as well and say, hey, you know what? Um, I feel insecure. I think part of the reasons why like, I don't like going to your family gatherings is because it reminds me of how distant I am with like, yeah. oh, dang, yeah. see how deep yeah. that shit got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. See how deep it got? Yep. Exactly. Again, we talk about those triggers. They get triggered by seeing you with your family and how much it hurts that, to realize, yeah, we don't have the same kind of connection in my own family. Happens all the right. time. Happens all, all the time. time. You know? Well, you know, before we go, we always have to do our segment called Noble Truths. And this is where we want to leave you with some knowledge, some some very specific knowledge to take with you from our discussion. Okay, so today we're talking about honesty and responsibility. Dr. John, what are some bullet points that we want our listeners to, to walk away with today? Yeah, with, with honesty, start with yourself before you start with your partner. Okay. Um, another one is that with responsibility, those think of a good example would be like roles. Okay, mm-hmm. negotiate around those roles. Right. Roles can change at any moment, guys. So be right. flexible. Right. Right. And also, lastly, and you'll keep hearing us say this: vulnerability is what will push honesty and and these conversations around responsibilities much easier. Let's mm-hmm. not be reactive. Okay. Right. We can open up and be honest. That's vulnerability. If yep. we can receive the message and and respond well, that's vulnerability. And you guys will be very resilient. I mean, those are like some important takeaways. Those are some of our noble truths as we were spitting fire today that we really want y'all <laughs> to like really, really take home. Right. Did I miss anything, Brother Reed? Um, I would say also that, you know, you have to be able to sit back and look at yourself and reflect and recognize the things that you may not be doing that your partner is being very transparent with you about. And being honest with yourself and being able to admit that you're wrong. This isn't a competition. You know, you're on the same team. 
And that, man, that can go so many different directions. In terms of roles, knowing your roles, knowing what your role is on your team. So you want to know that, but at the same time, recognize that you are on the same team. It's not a competition. And so being able to admit that you're wrong is going to help you both be able to have a more successful outcome as a team. So you have to be more transparent with your mate about what's going on, but also being very honest about what your role is in things and how you've done things and how you may have been wrong in this occasion or that occasion. You know, don't catastrophize and say, yo, you're always wrong. No, there are certain times where, look at you may have messed up and that's fine. Being able to accept that, take that L and keep it moving, you know, and just admit it, just admit it. Um, I think another thing too is, you know, we really didn't get into this that much, but you know, I think a major thing about responsibility is, well, we, I guess we did keeping your word, making yeah. sure that when you say that you're going to do something, that you're going to do it. You know, if you're, if you're struggling with it, be honest with your mate about your, what your struggle is. Great and point. then if, if, you even, if you even have an, even a deeper struggle with it, sit down with somebody and try to uncover why you're having such a problem with it as well. There's so much sure. that may be going on with you that you can't uncover on your own. That's why you got people like Kings of the Heart here, because we're here yep. to help you break it all down. Great point, brother. All right. So those are our noble truths. And you know what, guys? Our time is up for today. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, We are going to come back next week, and we're going to break it down more when it comes to open communication. We're going to have to come back to boundaries. We have to talk about boundaries. Yes. You know, we have to really get deep into that. So we're going to have some time to talk about that and so many other elements of what it means to be in a healthy relationship. So make sure you stick around, check us and check out our old episodes as well as the upcoming ones to make sure you're getting the best of the Kings of the Heart. On our way out, my name is Terry Gomari Walton and Dr. John Hart. And we are the Kings of the Heart. You guys have a great week and we'll check you out later. Peace. <laughs>